Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I'm your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. I am here to help you nourish your health, your mind and your happiness. So let's jump on into this week's episode. First of all, thank you so much for joining me this week and for joining me back on the podcast. I've got a really, really exciting episode today all about your food relationship. So I cannot wait to delve into this topic a little bit more with you and support support you more on your healing and stepping into the food freedom that you desire to make this year absolutely fabulous. So I'm very, very, very excited to delve on onto that this week. So what I'm going to do this week is go through four big lessons that I've learned from my own food relationship journey and these are the four lessons that I really wish someone had told me when I first started working on my food relationship journey. And I wish that I knew these to support my growth and to support my acceptance on the journey. So we're gonna be delving into some really, really important things to know. So if you're somebody who is, maybe you're about to start working on your food relationship, maybe you've been starting to work on your food relationship, or even if you've been doing it for a bit, these lessons are going to be so important and they are going to be really, really beneficial to help you start claiming that food freedom that you desire. But before I jump in to all of the juicy information this week, as always, we need to go through this week's crystal. So this week, I've actually brought along smoky quartz one of my favourites, I feel like I say that every week, this is one of my favourites, I do say it all the freaking time, but I absolutely adore smoky quartz, and I think it's one of the most powerful crystals to support with our overall well-being. So the reason why I brought this along today is smoky quartz is very good for improving overall well-being, it's very good for surrendering to old wounds, to releasing unwanted baggage and it's all about stability and grounding and feeling connected and that energy is so important on your food relationship journey, we want to be grounded, we want to release the things that aren't serving us, so I feel like it's a perfect crystal to bring along today. And what I do like every week is I get all my crystals out and let me freaking tell you there is a lot. Um, I don't want to add up how many I have because there's so many, but I'll look at them and I'll pick the one that I'm being called to. And this week, Smoky Quartz was gleaming at me. So they had to be brought along. The second thing that I just want to let you know as well is that if you are listening to this on the day of it being uploaded, so tomorrow, which is the 18th of January, I am hosting a free, yes, you heard that right, free workshop. And it's all about the three steps that you need to claim your food freedom. It is one of the most powerful workshops that I've ever done, if I do say so myself, the content and knowledge within the workshop is something else. And I'm genuinely so excited to be going through this workshop with you all. So if you are on your food relationship journey, you are wanting to heal it, you are wanting to overcome things like emotional eating, food guilt, restriction, um, fixation on food, and you're just tired of food taking over your life, being a battle with food, and you're tired of constantly worrying about it, fixating on it, 
then this is gonna be the workshop that you want to be in because I'm gonna be teaching you so much and the three steps that you need so you don't feel stuck, so you know what you need to do to embark on that journey to create the food freedom that you desire. So it's gonna be freaking amazing. So many of you have already jumped in and I am so grateful. I honestly cannot wait to share all of this information with you and to chat with you tomorrow evening. So the workshop is uh, Wednesday the 18th of January. So tomorrow is the day this is being released. It's at 7 p.m. If you cannot make that date or you cannot make that time, do not worry, please still join us because you will get access to the replay as well so you can catch up on it. It's completely free to join. So you've literally got nothing to lose. So go jump on in. It's gonna give you so much knowledge. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so powerful. And I'm really excited to delve into it. So the link is in the top of the show notes. Just click on there and you can grab your spot. You'll get access to the workshop, so much information and it's time to start claiming your freedom. So come jump on in and I will see you there. Any questions in relation to that, don't hesitate to drop me a message over on Instagram at bestrong.coach and my Instagram is also in the show notes. But let's jump on into the episode for this week and jump on into four important things that you need to know when it comes to working on your food relationship. So I thought I'd just start this one is actually going through a little bit about my food relationship journey because these are lessons that I've learned and if you're a new listener or maybe you've listened previously and I have touched upon this a little bit I think it's really important just to like give you some insight as well to like where these lessons came about because they have come from personal experience and they have come from my own personal journey so when I say that I get it and I understand the journey that you're on with healing your food relationship I truly do get it now for me when I reflect um upon my food relationship it kind of started with I was in vicious cycles of like very rigid restriction and um, overeating. My overeating in particular was triggered from emotion and I was overeating to deal with emotion. So this is why I talk a lot about emotional eating because once again, I totally understand with that one what it can feel like in those moments where, for example, we're very stressed or overwhelmed and we impulsively turn to food. So that's kind of what I experienced. I was in this cycle of emotional eating and it was very mindless. And I remember at the time just feeling so stuck, thinking like, why is this always happening? And I felt like I physically couldn't break that cycle. Like I could not stop turning to food. Like it was my go-to and I felt like I'm never going to break this. So at the time for me, with the emotional eating, that was really impacting how I felt within myself, my relationship with food. I wasn't feeling mindful around food. And usually for me, it was emotions like stress, anxiety, overwhelm, uh, feeling down, which would translate to me turning to food in those moments and uh, overeating on them because I was suppressing my emotions. So emotional eating is like a big one for me. And it really was impacting my life because I was just in this cycle all the time of turning to food, even though food wasn't serving me, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't change it. I just felt like 
that was the only thing that I knew and then the cycle just kept repeating as well. Also for me, I was um, restricting quite a lot with my food. So majority of my restriction kind of came from like social media and um, like influencers and stuff online, like a lot of that comparison. And for a, like a lot of my childhood, I felt, especially um, if you look more into like schooling years and stuff, I had this belief that I wasn't good enough. It's something I've worked through, still work through, but I had this belief that I wasn't good enough. And a lot of my um, eating behaviors, especially the restrictions stemmed from that place. I never felt like I was enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not this enough, not that enough. So I was always striving to control my food or my body to try and feel enough I thought that was going to fix everything I thought that controlling my body trying to get smaller restricting my food was going to fix everything um upon reflection obviously it didn't but back then I, I truly believed it did so this is why I was in very vicious cycles of restriction with food you know I wasn't eating much I would only let myself eat the same foods every day I would be terrified around social plans and I literally dread them. So if somebody had told me, oh, we're going out for dinner in a few weeks, I would be dreading that meal out for like at least two weeks, restricting drastically beforehand. I was fearful of lots of food. Um, it really was impacting my life and also my confidence and my body image. Like the more that I experience these unhealthy relationships with food, the worse that my body image got and the more unhappy that I felt. So this is where I was at. And at the time as well, I was, so when I was restricting a bit, I was tracking as well, but my tracking became very fixated. And this is why I'm always talking about, you know, we don't have to track. We don't have to fall into that pressure. We have to do what's best for us. Because at the time for me, like I say, it did get very um fixated, quite restrictive, it was very obsessive through that number focus. So that's where I came from. There was a lot of food guilt at the time, a lot of food labels, a lot of food rules. Like I say, I wouldn't let myself eat a different breakfast. I wouldn't let myself eat past a certain time. I wouldn't let myself eat certain foods at the time I deemed as quote unquote bad. And it was just really not making me feel good. And like I say, in between that, there was bouts of emotional overeating, a lot of food fixation. So through my journey, I kind of just hit this point of like, you know what? My life is, and I, I say it a lot in the podcast, and this is where this belief came from. It was like, my life is really precious. I just had this realization one day and I was like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life feeling at like war and at battle with my body and with food because it's not serving me it's not letting me live a fulfilled life you know I'd be going on holiday and rather than being present all I do is think about the food and the calories or rather than enjoying my birthday I'd just be dreading the fact of I didn't want to eat cake or that I feel like I'd overeat over cake because I'd restricted so much I didn't know how to be mindful around it it was these thoughts and it was just really impacted me I wasn't nourishing myself I wasn't in a good place and I was like I don't want to live the rest of my life feeling this way so that is when I really started to embark on my food relationship and it's not been an overnight process and this is something I'm going to delve into a little bit later on but through doing the inner and the outer work I'm really committing to understanding my behaviors around food 
to working through them, my mindset, past triggers, embodying like so many different elements of working on my food relationship. I'm now in a super freaking healthy place and I'm really grateful that I embarked on that journey and learned what I did and committed to that process because it's given me fulfillment that if you asked me a few years ago, I genuinely wouldn't have believed you. I would not have said that this was possible. And I'm really blessed that it is. Cause like now I'm in a place where I don't track, I'm not fixated on numbers anymore. I can literally just listen to my body, check in with that, nourish my body, eat for pleasure, also eat for enjoyment, eat for health. I'm in a really positive place of connecting with my body, being mindful around food, you know, going on holidays where I'm just enjoying the holiday yes enjoying food can come within that but it's not just about food it's just about enjoyment and just being more carefree and more fulfilled and more at peace again and that feeling alone is magical and I always say this to people yes it gives you freedom back with food and body but it gives you so much more back in other elements of your life because as a byproduct of this journey my relationships have got better as a byproduct of this journey, my career is better. As a byproduct of this um, journey, my overall well-being is better. As a byproduct of this journey, I've grown so much in so many other aspects of my life. So it's one thing, yes, overcoming that fixation, moving into that freedom, but this also then allows you to grow in so many other elements. And just, I always find it really difficult to like, describe and to like pinpoint like how I want to describe it because it's such a wonderful feeling it's really hard to express and describe like when you when you've worked on your food relationship and you're in a better place the I can never describe it it's just so abundant and flowy and really nice and it's such a magical feeling but you know when you get there and you've worked on it you just have this beautiful feeling and it's something else just being able to spontaneously, like the other day, just spontaneously go out for lunch with my partner and that's just life. Do you know what I mean? So this is a bit more about my journey as well. And this is why I'm just so passionate about healing your food relationship because it truly does shift your life and it truly gives you so much back through committing to that work. So now I just want to go through as well, um, those four lessons that I've learned through that process. I've had so many lessons, by the way, of my food relationship journey. It's not just these four, but these are the four that I'm like, if I could give anybody some advice, if I could give anybody some lessons, these would be the first four that I'd probably say to you to support you on your journey. So the first one is that healing your food relationship and your food freedom journey, it's not gonna be linear. And this was a hard pill for me to swallow because I had to learn this in a difficult way. But the reality is your food relationship journey will have ups and it will have downs. It's not, so if we think of a graph, it's not just gonna be like a straight line up where there's no bumps in the road and it's plain sailing. There are gonna be ups and downs. There are gonna be times where you have wins and you make progress. There are gonna be times where things are feeling better. And there are also gonna be times where you struggle, where things feel more difficult, where you experience setbacks, where you experience mindset blockages. The truth is that is a part of the journey. It's very much a place of like duality. We have both going off. And I always encourage to people, 
to embrace all parts of your journey, to embrace the ups and the highs and to embrace the downs and the struggles as well because every part of your journey happens for a purpose and I know that that's a really difficult sometimes like a difficult mindset to remember but honestly really begin to have faith within that that every part of your journey has a purpose so I'll give you an example when I was working on my food relationship especially at the beginning when I was really trying to begin to like move my labels and my rules around food and step into a much healthier place with my beliefs around food I really struggled and I used to be very critical towards myself being like why is it not shifting and being very very harsh to myself or there'd be times where I'd be working on emotional eating for example and I would end up overeating and I'd I'd, I'd beat myself up but actually upon reflection if those overeating uh, moments didn't happen I wouldn't have learned something from them and I may have struggled to grow because every situation that we go through allows us to grow in some way so when we have ups and we have wins celebrate them celebrate yourself own them be proud like reflect upon the wins that you're making even those small wins did you allow yourself to listen to your body and have the breakfast that you wanted, okay, celebrate it, own it, celebrate all the wins, the big and the little, they all deserve celebrating, and then also when you struggle and there's moments where it feels more difficult, remind yourself that there's always a win in every struggle, and every struggle that we go through allows us to grow, if I did not go through struggles on my food relationship journey, I'd have not have grown because we learn valuable lessons and we learn things that we can implement next time through our struggles to support us growing and continuing forward. Every situation has something that we can take from it and has a way. And this is what I always say to like my clients when we're starting to understand their food relationship and we're bringing awareness to it and then maybe they have a struggle. So let's say in this case, they we're working through overeating, we've been understanding their behaviours and they're feeling like, okay, let's go. And then they end up overeating. I remind them, okay, you're human, it's going to happen. Like your behaviours don't just go. But what we do is we look at this and go, okay, what can we do differently next time? And they might come back to me and say, well, actually, I didn't take time to check in with myself um, and check in with how I was feeling. So next time I'm going to focus on bringing more awareness and observing my emotions and observing how I'm feeling. Therefore, if they didn't go through that overeating, they would not have learned that they need to bring more awareness in. So every situation gives you opportunities to learn and grow to support you moving forward and knowing that there will be ups and downs is not just a straightforward really smooth running journey and I'm not saying this to deter you at all it's just to prepare you that we have to embrace all it's just like life hey you know we have ups and downs in life like that's a part of being a human that's a part of life and the same applies to our food relationship journey when we accept that it's so much easier to work through the downs and then we can embrace the highs as well and embrace all parts of our journey doesn't need to be perfect it might be a bit messy at times 
but we know that, that is a part of growth, especially the food relationship. You know, when you're first bringing awareness to your behaviors and your beliefs and your mindsets around food, it can be difficult because you've gone from having little awareness to now increased awareness and you're more aware of what you're doing. So when you're more aware, we can then sometimes want to be harsh to ourselves, but we want to accept that we're human and that we have the ups and downs and we embrace all parts of the journey, knowing that they have a purpose moving us towards our bigger picture, our long-term focus. The second thing that I've learned is it does require you to challenge your beliefs and your behaviours. You have to challenge where you're at now and your food relationship in order to grow. Now, this isn't challenging your behaviours from a place of being an arse to yourself and being horrible to yourself. It's not going oh, well, you experience go around this food and you shouldn't, you're a bad person for that. We're not here for the negative language and the being horrible to ourselves. What it is, is it's going into this from a place of compassion, knowing that in order to grow, we need to challenge what we're doing now or where we're at now to work through them to allow us to grow. So it's knowing that through challenging those beliefs and behaviours, is a very big form of self-kindness because that's what allows us to grow, you know? So if we, for example, are experiencing food rules and food labels, we have to challenge those because the goal is if we're in a place of like restriction with like food rules, food labels, the goal is to get to food neutrality where there's no good food, no bad food and we're more of a neutral accepting place with food. Like that's where we wanna get. We can't get to food neutrality unless we challenge our beliefs and our behaviours currently that aren't serving us. So through challenging them, it's a form of self-kindness because that's going to allow us to move towards food neutrality. We have to understand where we're at now and challenge ourselves when we do them to work through them. Like I say, it's not shouting at yourself, it's not being horrible to yourself, it's not being like, why are you doing this? It's actually going, okay, I accept what you're experiencing right now you're human, we learn things, we learn beliefs and behaviours, it's okay, but we're also going to give ourselves permission to challenge them and work through these behaviours and beliefs, because it's one of the kindest things that I can do for myself right now, because I know through healing my food relationship, that's going to support my freedom, my life happiness and my health. Does that make sense? So I hope this is resonating, and it's saying I accept where I am, but I'm going to allow myself to challenge these from a place of kindness because we have to remind ourselves as well that we have to challenge and be aware of where we're at now in order to go through it. Like I said previously, things can often feel more difficult at first. We're challenging behaviours and we're becoming more aware of our beliefs and behaviours around food and we're now we've got this focus on everything, it can feel a bit more difficult at first. And as we begin to bring things up from the from the subconscious to the surface, we can notice some struggles. But like we said, struggles are a part of it and we, we challenge these. And when we challenge them, we can work through them because if we don't challenge them, we don't understand them and we don't bring awareness to them, we don't know how to work through them. So gaining awareness and challenging beliefs and behaviours is so important on your food relationship journey. The third one is it takes time and this was a big one <laughs> for me to rem like realise and have acceptance with 
Creating food freedom isn't a four-week process. If you've seen anybody encourage that it's a short process and you can overcome your um, food struggles and step into a healthy relationship with food in four weeks or straight away, or you can heal your food relationship with a click of a finger, then the harsh truth is that isn't the case. Once again, I'm not saying this from a place of don't commit to your journey. It's the best journey you'll ever go on. But I want people to realise that it takes time and it takes effort and it takes consistency and it takes compassion. Even though it takes time, it's so worth it. Like I was saying, things worth having are worth working for. And working on your food relationship is so worth it. So it's worth putting the time and effort in. There's not like a set time frame of like how long it takes for people to really heal the food relationship and remember healing your food relationship isn't just about saying you know I am just allowing myself a little bit of chocolate here and there it's much deeper than that it's really about beliefs and behaviors and really doing that work that creates lifelong change it's not just a short-term thing of somebody going oh well just incorporate a little bit of chocolate every day and you've healed your food relationship like that isn't healing your food relationship it requires more inner work and more depth and more understanding and more behavior change and more shifts that's what's required um this takes time like i say when you commit to it we can notice some challenges and struggles and we have so many wins and progress and we've got the duality and it takes time to grow but it's so worth it it's so and once again the things that are worth having are worth working for. So your journey will take time. It's not an overnight thing. It's not gonna change in four weeks. It takes time. We'll see progress. Of course, we'll see progress when we implement the right action. But over the course of our journey, it can take a bit of time to do. Also, it cre- it, it, it requires effort. Your food relationship isn't gonna shift by just not taking aligned action the aligned action we take is very individual you know for some people it might be their mindful practices it might be doing the inner work it might be doing the outer work like if you're overeating having regular meals like it's very individual to what is best for you and there's loads of different things that you can do to support seeing changes i will be discussing those in my free workshop tomorrow so if you want to know a bit more about that go jump on into the workshop and i'll see you there the link is in the bio um But also it requires compassion. I've discussed this on the podcast before, but compassion is about being kind to ourselves and gentle and also creating outer change. You have to be kind to yourself on your journey. You have to be polite to yourself. You have to be gentle. This takes work. um, It's healing and it's growth and it's transformational. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle. Be accepting. Be... um, treat yourself like you would a best friend, you know, be kind to you, be gentle and compassionate, and also allow yourself to take the action that supports you in food relationship growth. Like I said earlier, maybe it's making sure that you are having your meals sorted to support that you're eating enough. Maybe it's being committed to doing some journaling to support, whatever it might be. Once again, we delve more into that into the workshop. It's taking that action from a place of kindness. It's so worth it. And I honestly can't emphasize this enough. Trust me, you will get there over time. 
all of the steps you take add up and they are all creating this beautiful journey enjoy the journey for what it is embrace all parts of the journey for what it is and know that over time more and more freedom comes your way as a byproduct of the action that you take and the compassionate approach the last thing that i want to say which links really nice into this in my last lesson is it's the most magical transformational and beautiful journey that you'll ever go on and I honestly mean that yes we have ups and downs and yes we we do work on it and it needs effort but honestly it is such a beautiful journey first of all it's so empowering to go these behaviors beliefs or where I'm now is not serving me I'm making a change and I am committed to getting up and making that change to heal my food relationship. That alone is so beautiful because that is true empowerment and autonomy and self-love at its finest through shifting to move towards a healthier and happier place. That is so beautiful. But also as well, as you start seeing these changes and this progress and all of a sudden you're able to go out for a meal without the intense guilt or all of a sudden you're able to surf the urge to emotionally eat or all of a sudden you're able to not fixate on calories and numbers and give yourself permission to eat or all of a sudden you're not in this restrictive eat cycle and life just feels more peaceful and calm they are so magical and that is why the journey is so worth it because you move towards this place of freedom peace with food joy and fulfillment and that is so life-changing every stage of your journey is so worth it because you not only get to experience so much growth and empowerment and learning through your journey which is so empowering but also the shifts within your life I truly believe you experience life so differently when you've healed your food relationship your whole perspective and mindset shifts and it's just such a magical transition to go through and when I work with women to do this and I see that that empowerment and I see them showing up and they're showing up through the difficult times and the good times and they're committed and they're working first of all I'm like this is so magical but also when they message these wins and all of a sudden I'm seeing and they're feeling this freedom and they're feeling their food relationship heal and they're feeling the joy because of it that literally lights me up because I see the shifts in them of how much their life is shifting and how much joy they're getting as a byproduct of that how much healthier and kinder and more joy they're getting because of that journey so always remember that it is so worth doing you will never ever regret healing your food relationship and I will stand by those words for the rest of my life it's so freaking powerful so they oh that just oh that just took something over me going through that honestly literally it makes my heart so warm when I talk about this because it truly is um a fabulous journey to embark on but I just want to say, I hope that those four lessons have brought some insight on your food relationship journey. I hope they've given you some support and um, some guidance and some understanding of like where you're going, lessons to remember to support you on your, on your journey. 
like I've said, if you're resonating with this, maybe you're feeling really inspired now to delve into your food relationship journey. Maybe you're feeling ready to learn more about ways to see growth. Maybe you're ready to delve on into it or you're desiring to trust the process and to really begin showing up and begin moving towards that freedom and really committing to this magical journey then I really do urge you and I invite you to come join this free workshop because it's going to give you so much information and it's going to be truly magical I honestly believe that this workshop is going to be a very big pivotal point in people's food relationship journeys to support them of getting to where they want to be. And I honestly do not want you to miss the shifts and the growth and everything that you're going to learn through this uh, workshop because it's going to be so game-changing on your journey. It's completely freaking free to join. So please come join us if you know that you're ready to really work on your food relationship and begin this really magical journey. The link is in the show notes. Come join on in, it's free. Join, sign up and I will see you tomorrow for the workshop. I'm honestly so excited and I cannot wait to share all of this with you. But on that note, I just wanna say a huge thank you for joining me this week, for delving on into this with me as well, for joining me all on this magical food relationship chat because you know it's my favourite thing to talk about. I'm wishing you the most abundant and lovely week and I'll speak to you all in the next episode.